Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday we left off talking about the life of the believer as far as righteousness is, in, is concerned. In Matthew 6.33 we read, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The importance of putting God first Seeking and understanding what the kingdom of God is now, the kingdom of God in you as a believer, and then his righteousness. How do we seek his righteousness? We seek his righteousness by understanding what Christ has done for us and how he has placed us in such a way in heavenly places that we can enter into the presence of God through and by the blood of Jesus, having him as our mediator, as our intercessor, and as our advocate when it deals with sin, confession of sin, trespass, iniquity, uh, and all these different things that uh, separate us from, the, from, from, from God as far as broken fellowship. This is what we are to do. And then Paul explained in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness. See, when we read verses like this, uh, it, it's like, okay, it's in righteousness. In what David, when Solomon was praying uh, and asking God for wisdom, he talked about how his father David walked in truth and walked in righteousness before God. And uh, we find scriptures of people that they walked right before God. But Abraham was imputed the righteousness of God by believing. His faith was counted unto him as righteous. And therefore, it was imputed unto him as being righteous. We are of the seed of Abraham, and it is imputed unto us that walk and live by faith that we are also righteous. Then we had talked about the effect and the work of righteousness in Isaiah thirty-two seventeen. It says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness is going to be quietness, assurance for forever. So there is a confidence that comes and a quietness that comes. There is a, a peace and a stillness in the life of an individual uh, who is walking and living by the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And finish reading up in Romans fourteen seventeen for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness and in peace and in joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible talks about uh, a, a joy that is full of glory, unspeakable glory. In other words, it, it surpasses human understanding, a peace that garrisons and guards our hearts, according to Philippians uh, 4, 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Jesus Christ. And, of course, the joy came as one asked. Uh, Jesus said in John 16, 24 and 27, Up until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And that word full there 
is also where we uh, get the word uh, pleroma, uh, something that is is uh, complete, something that in in its time reaches its fullness and completion. And then, of course, Jesus said about peace uh, in John fourteen twenty seven, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Uh, not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then when Jesus said that the Holy Spirit was coming, in John chapter 16, verse 8, 9, and 10, here is a threefold understanding of it. The Holy Spirit would come so he could reprove the world of sin. That is how we come to know Christ. There is a conviction that comes upon our life. We recognize that we are sinners. We recognize that we need God. We recognize that we need to repent. We recognize that we need to be cleansed and and forgiven. And we make our profession before Jesus, before God the Father, and we come to salvation. And of righteousness, meaning that now that you have been cleansed, you have been washed, now that you have been made whole and complete in Christ, there is a righteousness that is imputed unto us, a righteousness that comes from and by the faith of Jesus also, and the work that he did on the cross. And then he also uh, speaks to us about the concerning judgment, the judgment, the the. The, the day that we have to stand before him, whether it's a sinner or whether it's a saint. We're all going to have to stand before God, whether it's uh, before Christ or before the great white throne judgment. We're going to have to stand there. Uh, for the believer, it's going to be at the Bema judgment of Christ. And we will stand there and we will be judged for our works. And we want to have a pure and clear conscience. Uh, by the time we get there. So we want to deal with our conscience. The Holy Spirit comes at the first and he convicts us. But after that, he deals with us with the word of God. And he deals with us uh, by and through our conscience when it comes to the things that are morally uh, correct or wrong. And as he does that, we ourselves are convicted by our own conscience. And then, of course, when we refuse to obey, refuse to listen to uh, the voice of conscience, the voice of, whole, of the Holy Spirit becomes louder and louder in our lives. And, uh, of course, if we continue to reject that, then, of course, the, our, our conscience can ev- eventually wind up being defiled and seared, and we are going to get into trouble because then there is going to have to be chastisement that comes from the Lord. But when there is confidence, when there is boldness, when there is that understanding that we are in right standing with God because of Christ, then we can come with boldness to the throne of grace. We can come with confidence uh, and boldness into the time of fellowship with our Father, time of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and or have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, communion, koinonia, as the scripture calls it in 1 Corinthians in chapter 13, uh, 2 Corinthians, excuse me, uh, there at the end of the verse. 
verses. Now, it says, uh, as we continue to read, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. And remember uh, that uh, the, the, the people that are, are, are condemned are condemned because they believe not. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world but to save it. And uh, it says in John chapter 3, uh, verse 17 and 18 after, it says, For God so loved the world. It says that those that don't believe, they bring condemnation upon themselves. And then it says, Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and uh, you will see me no more. And then, of course, it says in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, this actually takes us back to where we were talking about Jesus as our high priest at the right hand of the Father. Uh, it says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Verse 24, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one and another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Verse 26 onward, for if we willfully sin, if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more uh, sacrifice for sin. And in the Jewish mentality, uh, G, uh, Paul was telling them, look, the sacrifices that were done in the Old Testament, we no longer do them. Those no longer are going to count. Those no longer will count. Because Christ has already done and accomplished and perfect work for us through the laying down of his body as the Lamb of God. So there is no other sacrifice, just Jesus alone. That's it. And it says in verse 27, But a certain fearful uh, looking for of judgment and fiery indignation shall devour the adversaries. So once again, we get back to that judgment. There is a judgment. There is a day appointed uh, until which a man will be judged. Uh, he dies, and then there will be a judgment one day when all the dead and all the living will be judged before the great white throne and before the throne of Jesus. It says, uh, it, or the beam of judgment, it says in Hebrews uh, 10.28, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Verse 29, How much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant where he was sanctified an unholy thing, and has done despise the spirit of grace. 
Now, once again, this takes us back to if and when we are walking in his righteousness, this sense of condemnation is gone because there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the spirit. There is no sense of condemnation. There is no sense of fear or being fearful of a judgment because we're walking in the righteousness of Jesus. Judgment has been passed and we have passed from death unto life also. In Hebrews 10, 30, it says, For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Hebrews 10, 31, It's a fearful, fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Verse 32, But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured such great fights of affliction, which they did. They were persecuted for the gospel's sake. Many of them lost everything. Which included their families, their property, their jobs. Many were imprisoned. Many were killed. And basically he was telling them, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Don't lose confidence. Don't lose expectation. Don't be afraid. In verse 34, it says, For you had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and more enduring substance. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which is of great recompense reward. For we have need of patience that after we have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Verse 38, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. And this takes us back once again. We are of those that believe. We are of those that have boldness and confidence. We are of those that believe in the resurrection and the death and the burial of Christ. We are those that believe in the remission of sins. We are those that believe that we must repent and come to God and be born again. This is all by faith. And by walking in faith, then we will bring that which pleases God. If any man wants to please God, he must come to him in faith. It is impossible to please God apart and without faith. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination until we meet again on Monday. The Lord richly and fully bless you. And keep looking up the great expectation of our great hope. The Lord bless you. Amen.